The following is a sermon from Pastor Timothy Borman and Sure Foundation, a church located in Woodside, Queens, New York, the world's most diverse community. For more information and for more audio content, go to sure-foundation.org. The sermon this morning is based on a lesson from John chapter 15. We're going to take a one-week break from our sermon series on the book of Revelation, and Part of the reason is because of this. Next week, I'm going to be in Mankato, Minnesota, and I've been invited to preach for the installation of my twin brother at St. Mark Lutheran Church, and he's asked me to preach on this lesson from John chapter 15. But you're not going to really get a preview of that installation service. When I studied, when I studied it, I thought this is something that is, is good, not just for an installation, but for for every single day, and, and for us here too. So I want to invite you to open up your bulletins to page 10. Um, and if you're with us at home, you can open up your Bibles to John chapter 15. This, this happened on Monday, Thursday, and I'm going to ask you to please stand out of respect for the words and works of Jesus. Jesus said this, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me, and I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. This is the word of the Lord. Please be seated. I, uh, I hesitate to, to put it this way, but I'm going to say it anyway, perhaps against better judgment. But Jesus here is awfully fruity. And this isn't to say that, that he's silly. And it isn't to say that he's a bit of a fruitcake suddenly. By no means. In, in fact, This moment is just hours from him hanging on the cross. This this is a moment full of of gravity, of darkness, of salvation. What I mean to say is that in this dark, saving moment, what concerns Jesus is fruit. 
it appears like as you look at this this teaching from Jesus that this is like a a tightly balled uh, strings of yarn that that are tightly and inextricably um, knotted. But at the end of all of those strings, if you pull it enough, what you'll find is that Jesus wants to talk about fruit. Over and over again, he is concerned about fruit six different times, and that is what makes this moment so so fruity. Jesus is concerned about fruit. But not just Jesus. I'm convinced that, that all of us deeply want to live fruitful lives. We, Surrey doesn't understand. Sometimes we throw different words at it. Like, like we say we want to be productive, that we want to have meaningful lives. But we could use Jesus' vocabulary and say the same thing, that what we really want is to live fruitfully for God. Just, just think about what happens if, if, if your boss gives you a task for the day and you, you work on it all day and at the end of the day, your boss says, sorry, actually, we don't need that anymore. And whether you say it out loud or not, you're thinking it like, well, why did I waste my entire day? And there's, there's a disappointment in ourselves and in the hours that were wasted. We want to live fruitful and productive and meaningful and valued lives. There's no doubt about it. I think, I think as, as people of faith, we get that more than maybe everybody else. Because we're not just doing it for money. We're, we're not doing it for this deep feeling of satisfaction because we provided a valuable service to somebody. We're doing it. We're doing it for the one who created us and redeemed us. We want to live productive, fruitful lives. Now, Jesus is going to address that this morning, but there's a caveat. Jesus is not going to talk about the various kinds of fruits. Like He's not going to discuss apples and, and oranges and plums and all of the different spiritual fruits that there really are. His concern this morning is, is not only fruit, fruit, fruity, but also numerical. In other words, you can end up with three. Jesus is going to place a value on it, a number. He's going to do math. He's going to, you're going to end up in one of three places, he says. This is a word about nothing. It's a word about much. And it's a word about more. That's what Jesus says. We're going to start with Jesus' word first about nothing. A very real mathematical possibility for fruit in your lives is that you would produce absolutely nothing. Jesus says as much. In fact, he's emphatic about it. He says it not once, but twice. And if you notice what he's talking about here, he is at his his most um, detailed depiction when it comes to producing nothing. In fact, this is how he describes it. Like the, the gardener is going through the vineyard and he spies a branch. And Jesus says the, the branch is dry and withered. So what does the gardener do? He gets out 
his axe or his hatchet. And Jesus says, he hacks it off. Jesus isn't done, though, depicting what happens to dead and dry branches. He then gathers them up, and they are so worthless to him that he throws them on the fire. And they're burned up until there's nothing left except for ashes. That's what Jesus says. In fact, he says it, he says it actually really memorably. If it, it, he says, apart from me, you can do nothing. You can finish the phrase, can't you? You've heard it so many times. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And that's a warning. That, that, that is a, a warning from Jesus the night before he dies. If you think that you can pull yourself up by your own bootstraps, if you think that if you, you just dedicate yourself and, and discipline yourself and, and try and use the right methods, that all of a sudden you're going to lo- live the productive life and the fruitful life, well, you're just dead wrong. Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing. I'm going to tell this story next week. I, I heard this story. I don't know if it's apocryphal or not, or not, but sometimes pastors think this way that if we just try hard enough, if we're just good enough, well, then there's going to be fruit. And there was this young pastor who, as a vicar, he preached some sermons. And what he did is he took, during his vicar year, he took his top ten sermons. He thought, these are my best sermons. And then he was installed in his new church. And he preached those top ten sermons that he's just, you know, microwaving or recycling. And somebody, one of his new members, came up to him and said, Pastor, you have got to be one of the most significant preachers of our day. And the pastor goes home to his wife, his chest hanging out a little bit too far. And he says to his wife, how many, how many significant preachers do you think there are these days? And the wife says back, who had heard the sermon several times, said, well, I don't know, but one less than you think. (laughs) And she knocked him down a few pegs, right? But the point would be this. The only way to produce fruit is being connected to Jesus because apart from Him, you can do nothing. But that's not Jesus' only word about fruit. He, he also says that there's another mathematical quantitative possibility. He says there's also this possibility that you can produce much fruit. And he's just as emphatic about that. Not as detailed a depiction of how this much fruit happens, but He says it not once, but also twice. He says it this way. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. You will bear much fruit. So this is Jesus describing conditions that you need to bear 
much fruit. It's like maybe you're planting your garden these days and, and you turn the, to the back of the seed packet. Have you ever done that? And you look to see what kind of conditions does this seed need to thrive and, and to go on to bear much fruit. And, and Jesus, he's turning the back of our seeds and he's saying, this is the conditions that you need to bear much fruit. It's just actually one condition. If you remain in me and I remain in you, you will bear much fruit. And if you really think about it, that makes a whole lot of sense, doesn't it? Like, Jesus is the one who spoke and there was life. Jesus, Jesus is, is the one who, who death tried to hold in the grave but couldn't because his life was so immortal and so powerful so that when we're connected to that immortal divine life, what will inevitably happen? Much fruit. If you remain in me and I remain in you, then you will bear much fruit. Now, before I warned you, didn't I? Apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. But now, I come to you with an encouragement. If you remain in Jesus and He remains in you, you what will happen? It, this, this is not a threat. It's a promise. You will bear much fruit. So, you know, I was, I was thinking about this. Thinking about this, this is um, this is an incredible promise. This this means that it's not the hurried life that produces fruit. It's not the methodical life. It's it's not the running around with your head cut off kind of life that produces much fruit. It's actually the unhurried life. It is the agricultural life that produces much fruit. So I watched a YouTube video on it about how to tap a tree. Not the same thing as being grafted into the vine, but it's close. How to tap a tree. And I watched this video. I think it was a Minnesota. They had a strange accent. And the guy, the guy was in the middle of a forest. And it was just quiet. There was no seven train. It was amazing. And he took his knife and he slashed the poor tree. I'm glad that trees can't feel pain. Just a little bit. He said, slash the tree about a half inch deep. And then he stood there and he watched the tree for a few minutes. And it was as if the, the tree began to cry. Little, little drips, one after another. Drip, drip, drip. And the life of the tree was coming out, filling its bucket just a little bit of time. Drip. And that's how it works, isn't it? Little drips of Jesus' infinite divine life, water and the word, bread and wine connected with his promise, a sermon preached that Jesus gives to us infinite life. And do you see what I'm saying? That we would be connected to the means of grace, and then and only then will you bear much fruit, and you will bear much fruit. Jesus has promised it. So there's 
the potential for, for zero fruit, much fruit, and then Jesus has one word, one more mathematical quantitative word. And it is the word more. This is what Jesus says. He cuts off every branch, this is verse 2, that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even, even more fruitful. So there's actually no way for us to escape getting cut. We either get entirely lopped off or just a little bit. He prunes us. So Jesus is the Father is going to look at every branch that is producing much fruit and he's he's not content. It's like that guy called commercial, I got more. And he's going to look at you as a branch and he's going to see what parts of that branch are are just wasting his divine life. He's going to see what parts need to be lopped off so that you can be even more fruitful, even more productive, so that the Father will have even more to His glory. Now, before I warned you, and then I encouraged you, and now I just want you to understand what this means. Because what it means is that every time that you get cut, every time that you get pruned, you're going to experience pain. You're, you're going to experience that pruning as a loss. Because it is. It's like, it's like you got your arm just got chopped off, and you're like, well, why? thought that was working really good. And what I want you to understand, as you experience that pain, as you experience that loss, what the Father is doing. He's taking that unproductive, fruitless part of your life, lopping it off, so that His divine life will flow through you in such a way that you become even more fruitful. And it's all the glory of the Father. What Jesus is teaching this morning, this is a word... You could go full sign felt on it. This is a word about nothing, which is a distinct possibility. If we cut ourselves off from Jesus, it's a word about much, which is his promise to you that when we live the agricultural life and we receive his drip of abundant life, that we will be very fruitful, but also when we experience pain to learn to interpret it. What is God the Father doing? Pruning. So that he'll have even more fruit. Amen.